Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the TNT Podcast. As always, it's your boy, Tyler Layfield, ecstatic to be here, joined by my co-host here, Torres Finney. How's it going, Torres? What's going on, Tyler? Hey, nothing to much, brother. Just on another show, coming back here with you, you know, as I'm doing right, right now, still training, getting ready for that uh, big fight in July. Um, you know, I understand July 4th is, um, you know, uh, dang it, what is July 4th? What's the name of that day? day? Independence Day. I mm-hmm. was going to say Father's Day. I'm an idiot. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's Independence Day. Oh. And obviously, yes, a big time on that day. And on that day, it's going to be fireworks. But July 2nd, there will be fireworks because your boy Torres Finney will be defending his title. Not only defending his title, but retaining his title against TK Mattress and still the champions. And so uh, I'm excited, though. And still, yes, baby. And still. So I'm excited, man, and I can't wait. Putting in that work, putting in that work. Good to see. Well, uh, speaking of putting in that work, you know how we talked about it last time, bro. We talked about um, forecoming moves by UGA, bro. You know we had to throw in the UGA here. Torres and I are big uh, UGA football fans, and we talked about it a little bit last time. But Eric Gilbert, uh, formerly from here in Georgia, from Marietta, ended up going to LSU. Uh, he officially entered the transfer portal and is coming back home to UGA to play, and so is Darion Kendrick, who we call, man. So two big-time studs coming back or coming to play for UGA, filling needs that we, um, that, you know, that we have had, uh, you know, voided uh, due to injury or, you know, like we said, a lot of people leaving in the draft and whatnot. So um, two big-time plays there, two big-time players there. Um, and also, I brought this up to Torres, too, and I think I caught him a little off guard, but um, – we had our first big visit weekend for NCAA. It's been so long. I mean, you think about it, man. Last time, this last year around this time, you recruiting was stopped. It was halted. They haven't been able to do any official visits. And I know it sucks for all these kids that just joined this past class. They didn't get their due diligence. They didn't get their due uh, visits. Cause I know that's big for these student athletes to get a chance to actually go on campus, see what it's like, have that good experience. And now, Things are kicking up, man. I saw a lot of good stuff. Of course, you know, I see from um, my boy Maloney and Blake, the Florida State. Of course, they were throwing all that stuff. I saw all my No, they was. Uh-huh. And then, you know, Kobe and Jacob. I see the Alabama stuff coming on the timeline. And then, of course, you know, I saw the dogs, man. I've been hearing some good stuff about our recruiting weekend. Our new facility looks really good. So, um, hopefully, that'll pay off some dividends in this year's recruiting class. So, yes. man, what do you think? What big, big stuff popping, right? I mean, you have to look at it. You got to look at overall with Georgia. You know, one of the things I saw a lot with Georgia, uh, they only actually got to think about looking back at their DB. You know, obviously their DB situation. You know, you got to remember, we just lost guys like Eric Stokes, Tyson Campbell, um, uh, Richard account. I mean, I can go on and on. We lost a lot of guys to the NFL draft. But you also got to look at some of the, the backs, the defensive backs we had from 2020 class. Um, uh, Major Burns. We have Major Burns. Well, he, he actually transferred, believe it or not. He transferred. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Him and um, – Stevenson. Stevenson and Stevenson. one more. He Darren tra- Branch. 
Darren yeah, Branch. Yeah, Darren Branch. He just did it. Yeah. He's, yes. He's so we don't have a lot of, you know, a lot of guys on and off, you know, from our team, losing guys to the draft, losing guys, what, losing guys to Miami and I believe LSU. So we don't lost a few guys in that, but we also don't gain a few. Gaining the, gaining the guy from Clemson, gaining the guy from uh, LSU. Yeah. At tight end. So getting these pieces for Georgia not only helped establish that, okay, yes, we're a top school. Yes, a lot of these big-time recruits, even though they're at a big school, still want to come to us. We're getting the recruits from the, from the guys we're competing against. We're getting recruits from a Clemson. We're getting recruits from an Alabama. We're getting mm-hmm. recruits from, you know, uh, uh, LSU. These yeah. are the guys we're competing against, and we're taking pieces from them. I mean, we just got a guy that was freaking first team all ACC. Yeah. You know, he's now yeah. on our team. You know, you have, to, you have to look at that type of thing. The, the college football has now turned a little bit to what the NFL is. True. It's a free agency frenzy. You know, who can get who first? Who exactly. can go after who did it? So, and I, I'm just, Georgia just taking into account. They're making the best of what they do, as I already said before on this show. So, um, I'm excited for Georgia. I oh, think yeah. it's going to be a really good season. And I think there's going to be a state, a statement in this first game, a staple, basically, of how much the uh, the transfer portal will help Georgia against Clemson in this first game. So, I'm excited. Man. I can't wait for that first game. We didn't really discuss this uh, before the show, but, but UGA stock, it's going to the moon. Another, another stock. Going to the moon. <laughs> Speaking of stock. Hey, man, we got, we got yes, the AMC sir. stock. Hey, how, how many stocks do you have of the AMC, bro? All right, I ain't going to lie. I bought one stock, and then my uh-huh. coach said, all that food you buy, and you can't put no money in those stock." I said, okay, huh? I'll buy two stocks. So uh-huh. I bought two stocks of AMC. I ain't going to lie. I've made uh, – I made like 80 bucks. Yeah. So far. That's so not bad. bad. You know, it's we're going to hang on to that. We're going, are we going to have diamond hand stories? Are we going to hang on to this thing? Yeah. Yeah. Are we going to hang on? I now, okay. This, okay. Boom. Drop, drop a needle. Boom. Stock drop right here from what I heard. Okay. This is why my crew is still in. He said. So y'all better take the chances and take some AMC advice. from fan. Yeah. Look, don't listen to me, y'all. This is, but this is what I'm going to do. All right. He said the AMC stock, a lot of people do believe that his AMC stock is going to at least reach $500. They believe it. They said, and I, I ain't going to lie to you. I don't know. I don't know. Uh-huh. But they said because of these hedge funds that a lot of these people owe, the government owe money back to AMC. Y'all uh-huh. remember, AMC almost went bankrupt. Mm-hmm. When I told everybody to get in AMC, yeah, you remember you Tyler? Yeah, I remember. Back in August, I, I was telling everybody get into AMC. Yeah, you did, somebody. man. You, t- I remember you telling me this after the show, bro. Yeah. I was like, okay, okay, I got one. But then I pulled out because guess what? It wasn't making any money. No. <laughs> diamond now, hands, baby, diamond hands. Yeah, diamond, diamond hands. Diamond so hands. I'm back in it. You know, I really wish I would have kept. I had y'all don't understand. I had sixty shares. Imagine if I had sixty shares now. So, you know, I'm going to stick in it. You know, I uh-huh. might throw a little more, a little bit more money. You know, I'm not like some of these other guys. These other guys be throwing $500,000. I ain't, you know, I ain't, I ain't got that type of money. Uh-uh. I'm working to it. Yeah, you are. I ain't got that type of money yet. <laughs> I ain't got that type of money. Yeah. yeah, so we're, we're going to I am excited for Georgia, man. So. Yeah, yeah. And then I was going to say, um, and just real quick, last little note on AMC, because as you guys know, we're not a stock show here, but I just wanted to bring it in. <laughs> but I saw some interesting stuff where they were like doing some loyalty program for like shareholders um, that you can sign up and you can get like free popcorn and stuff at the movies if you. If oh, you yes. Stock. 
So I did. I know you go to the movies a good little bit, so maybe that's something you could take advantage of, bro. I gotta see what new movie come out. I haven't. What, what new movies? Hey, the Conjuring. Out? The Devil made me do it, bro. We gotta well, go watch go. a scary well, movie, bro. I wanna go see that AMC? Uh-huh. You got a stock in me. You about to go see me buy some popcorn? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, then. Well, speaking of some blockbuster stuff, uh, a good transition here. <laughs> speaking of some blockbuster stuff, I woke like up it. to some big news today, man. Um, some stuff that kind of caught me off guard. Now, I have heard, you know, you know me. I'm I'm a Bill Simmons follower. You know, I listen to his stuff. I've I, you know, reference him quite a good bit. He's a big Boston guy. He's been talking about how he thinks that there's going to be some type of shakeup in the Boston front office. He was talking about Ainge maybe leaving. He doesn't think Brad would leave. Well, he was kind of spot on because today's news dropped. Danny Ainge is out. He's resigning. Brad Stevens is now moving up to, I believe it's president of operations in the front office for the Boston Celtics. So he's still staying home. He's not going to be a coach. Um, Man, this just took us – it took me off guard, though. I didn't expect this today. And then, I, you know, we're about to get into it, but there was some other big news. Um, but, I mean, what are, what are your first thoughts here? I mean, we see Brad Stevens. He was a great coach coming out of Butler, did some great things with Boston. Obviously, they didn't win a championship, um, but they had some great runs. They, you know, they had all the potential in the world. I remember for the longest time, Boston had all these assets, man, all the draft picks. They were drafting well. They got Tatum and Brown. I mean – where did they go wrong? I mean, and what do you see for the future here? Well, this is really interesting because I am the same man. You know, I keep up a lot with a lot of these sports analysts. And Colin Cowherd said, you might as well put it down. Congratulations to your Eastern Conference champions for the next six years. That's how much hype the Celtics had. And let's be honest, rightfully. Now, this happened like two years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. This happened two years ago. What Colin Cowherd said, Congratulations to your automatic Eastern Conference champ for the next six years. And as as on, rightfully so, yeah. what the Celtics were doing at this time, they were a really good team. So I'm, I'm about to really go through what Brad Stevens did. You know, his first year with Boston, missed the playoffs. Second year with Boston, first round. Third year, first round. Then after that, out of his besides this past year where he lost in the first round, in his last four years, he has made it to the conference finals at least three times. Pretty good. So the Celtics have always been there. Let's be honest. Who do they consistently run into? LeBron, LeBron James. Yeah. And if not LeBron James, this past year, obviously, was uh, uh, super the Toronto Raptors. Super teams, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah the Toronto Raptors are now the Nets, the Nets, right? Yeah. Yeah, so they yeah. ran into a lot of tough acquisitions on, on their journey. But the Celtics were a good team. And to me, I'm not going to lie to you, man. I don't understand this. I, I, I'm i actually in shock. Uh, mm-hmm. We are in a young career for Brad Stevens. Now, let's say if I'm Brad Stevens and I'm like, man, I can keep my job within the NBA, a really good job within the NBA, being a uh, president. What is it? He's the pres- president of basketball operations, I believe. Uh, okay. Well, so I think he'll be pulling the strings, the trades and all that kind of stuff. I mean, do you think he'd be good at that? It's hard. It's, I mean, you ask yourself the question. Look at this. He was a big-time recruiter at Butler. I mean, look, yeah. Butler yeah. went to what? Butler went to what? Two back-to-back national championships? Yeah. You know, with him. Mm-hmm. And you got to remember, who did Butler have? You know, they he was really good at recruiting. So yeah. he might be doing the same thing at finding key pieces within the draft for the Celtics. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. the, the Celtics, what? 
the Lakers got the most titles now, right? I don't they got the most titles. Or Technically, yeah, yeah. I think, if, you, okay. if you ask Boston fans, they'll discredit them because they they say <laughs> they say the Minneapolis uh, the Minneapolis championship. The Minneapolis Lakers. Yeah, they oh don't they don't count God. to them. But yeah, I guess oh as an organization, God. yes, the Lakers technically have the edge there. Well, well, I was gonna say whoever between the two, but let's be well, yeah. it don't matter. You got one of the highest standards organizations not only in basketball but in all of sports mm-hmm. out of the Boston Celtics being the president of a team like that controlling the basketball operation being in the draft consistently um drafting players to help fill the pieces in I think he I think he might like this I think this might be a better fit he might say I'm probably a better recruiter than I am a coach and let's be honest he's a really doggone good coach, Pretty good coach so nobody's yeah. taking that away from him so and and let's be honest he might still have his hand here and there, I don't see Jason Tatum leaving anytime soon. So, you know, know well, there's what I you mean, think. Well, I, I mean, you you know, when these kinds of moves happen, you you see people talk start talking about the repercussions, what's going to come out of this. Um, I guess you never really know until they make the decision on who's going to be the next coach. But we've seen in the past where, you know, some superstars have been known to get a little disgruntled. Um, I mean, a la James Harden this past year when they hired Stephen Silas. He got That's pretty true. ticked off that he wasn't a part of the process of, um, you know, of that hiring. He didn't get a say-so in it. He thought he deserved that, and they kind of just did it without him. And sure enough, we saw what happened with that. Showed up fat, out of shape. He pretty much barraged his way out of Houston. So, I mean, I don't think Jason Tatum is that much. I don't think he's really a prima donna at all. He's To me, he's done a great job. He's a guy that has great character in the league. Um, he's made great impressions on all of us, I believe. And, man, he's only going up further from here. I mean, what, the 50-point game, uh, I think he had 40 the other night. He is on the up and up. And I don't know, though, but you have the people that come out and they're like, hey, Jason Tatum, he, you know, he might want out of this. So I guess we don't really know at the moment. Um, what I have heard is that, you know, there are some uh, people in the running here for this upcoming job. Three names I specifically heard. Um was the former um, the former Atlanta Hawks coach Lloyd Pierce, who I I, I, I always end up calling him Dennis Wolfall. He reminds me of Coach Wolfall. But he's in there. Oh, I'm not so sure about that move. Um, I heard Sam Cassell, who's is he was a good player. Um, has made his you know ranks up in the coaching realm. Um, and then of course you know a name that's been tossed around. It feels like for ages, Jason Kidd. Um, what do you think about in, any of those three? Do you think any of those three would be good enough to really take this one over and really make this uh, franchise great again? Um, I think Jason Kidd could take over. Um, I, I am a big Jason Kidd being a head coach fan. Um, I will never forget what he did with the Nets the first time he was with them. And I will never forget what he did with the Bucks once he went to them. Um, to me, Jason Kidd was a really good coach. Um, I currently don't have his statistics or records right now. But him as a head coach, in my opinion, I thought he was right there on the cusp of being like, you know, one of those coaches that, hey, I can coach a team. Yeah. I can do what I need to do. He was and, decent with Milwaukee. He wasn't the greatest, but he was decent. I mean, let's let's see what he did with Milwaukee. All right. He got him to the first round twice. He only missed a play. He only missed the playoff once. And the only time his first year as a head coach of Brooklyn, he got Brooklyn to the Eastern Conference, uh, the Eastern Conference semis. Now you have to also remember that was also the same year when the Nets had Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, every yeah. single old cell, every single old player ever 
all on one team. So uh, Joe Johnson, like that was funny. Yeah, you know, all those guys on one team, but only to lose the five games to the Heat. I yeah. remember when people that year were talking about Nets gonna win the championship for real. Yeah, right. They had a bunch so, of hype. yeah, they had a bunch of hype. So you know, um, besides that, I mean, I think Jason Kidd will be a good coach for these sports. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, I really do believe he will be a really good head coach for the Celtics. So yeah. we just got to see what the cards are built. I think Brad Stevens is going to be more of a hand-on guy in the draft, uh, drafting guys. I think he's still going to have a few hands-on in a little bit within their play style, but we'll see. Yeah, I mean, you got to face it. I mean, as as much success as I highlighted from uh, the Celtics when it comes to their draft history, of course, you can you can point out the J- Jalen Brown, you know, the Jason Tatum, both great picks. They did really good in those, but then they've gone through a good stretch here where they haven't really drafted so well. Grant Williams hasn't really turned as great as people thought he would be. Um, Romeo Langford, I mean, that was kind of oddball. That came out of nowhere. Um, the jury's still out on Aaron Neesmith and Peyton Pritchard. We haven't seen enough of them this year, I, I think, to really come to um, a good agreement on where they're going to be moving forward. Um, and, you know, the list goes kind of on and on. I mean, Sammy Ojale, he's been okay. I mean, you, you got yeah. – these guys, Gershon, uh, Yabusele, um, the list goes on and on, bro. But they, they've had these misses. And if you learn one thing, whether, and it, this is in all sports, you know, you can you can bring this to, you know, another Boston team, New England Patriots. They've gone through a good drought here where they haven't drafted as well when it comes to hitting on their big guys. If you don't hit in the draft, especially consecutive years in a row, it can really come back to, to screw you in the end. And, you know, like I said, th- this is like – it's not even just a Boston Celtics thing. This is just in professional sports – period. Um, so I, I think that ultimately was the demise of Ainge. And of course, um, you know, he just became a little bit of a running joke with anytime there was some big name guy that was about to become a free agent, Boston, Boston, Ainge is going after Jimmy Butler. Ainge is going after Anthony Davis. Ainge is going over this. And he always whiffed. They never could end up landing it. Uh, Kevin Durant. I remember Kevin Durant. Boston was in the I remember that. him. And they just never could get it done. Um, and ultimately, I think that's what led us to where we're at. He would always be so quick to hold on to those assets he had, those precious assets, instead of putting all the chips in and really going for it. And um, like I said, I think that's what what led us to where we're at now. So um, it'll be interesting seeing where Boston goes from here. But in other head coaching news, another big shocker. Obviously, we saw this coming up some on somewhere on the horizon here soon. He's been getting up there in age, but Coach K, legendary coach. One of the best to ever do it. He is. He announced that after this season, um, he will be resigning. Um, immediate thoughts, Torres. What do you think here? Uh, yeah, you probably saw it a little bit on the horizon. I'm not going to lie. When you see guys like Roy Williams uh, leave, I ain't going to lie to you, man. Uh, you know, growing up, uh, you know, growing up at that time, uh, you know, through our middle school, high school years, Coach K, Roy Williams, all of those boys were pinnacles. Uh, what's the guy of Kansas? Uh, self. Uh, yeah. Guy self. Mm-hmm. He was uh, one of those big guys that would constantly be within the area of of um, going and talking. And look, I'm all off all the place. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it going. My dog's my dog barking. But yeah. <laughs> but mainly, mainly the thing is, you know, growing up around that time, we used to have a lot of. Big names. We heard of Duke. Oh, Coach K. We heard yeah. of North Carolina. Oh, Rowood. You heard Kentucky. You know, uh, uh, John Calipari. So, you heard of these guys. We used to watch the tournament. And you like, well, you know, a Coach K team. Yeah, sometimes Duke would choke in the first round. Or yeah, round. So yeah. To a lead. Yeah. Or, 
Don't even get me yeah. started. God, I hated that. But man. <laughs> that nene going, boy. Yeah, get that nene going. Time to be in making at that time, man. What oh yeah, time to be in making. Great time. But um, but yes, Coach K had a phenomenal career. I never forget uh the 1992 Final Four game against Kentucky when um Christian Leitner caught the ball through a half court, caught it, turned around, shot it at the buzzer to win the yeah. game, take it to the national championship, and that is still garnered by many as the greatest college basketball game of all time between Kentucky and Duke. Mm -hmm. Um, Coach K has a lot of great games. I'll never forget that game uh, with uh, – I forgot who it was. Uh, They played Wisconsin. You remember Mm -hmm. that was – they had all freshmen. I think they were the only team in history to win a national championship. The one that was most recent, the Trey Jones. I think Duke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Trey Jones. And um, there was there was a good bit on the team. I, I need to look up that squad. Yeah, What's I have to remember. But yeah. but yeah, but yeah, Duke Duke that year, you remember he had all freshmen, starting five freshmen, won the national championship against a team that had, what, like two, I mean, three or four starting seniors, you know, yeah. so that just comes with great recruiting and great coaching. And Coach K was one of those guys really enjoyed him when he used to go on the USA team. You know, he really enjoyed guys like LeBron and all those boys coached them on the USA team. So, I really enjoyed Coach K. You know, I let's be honest, our um, our childhood phenomenons when we were growing up, they're starting to slowly, slowly leave, man. Yeah. And that we're makes that makes me wonder. You know, yeah, we're getting older, man. Because Coach K, those those are those guys. Like, let's be up, Kobe. Seeing Kobe play basketball, that was a that's a Every year thing, seeing Tom Brady on Sundays, yeah. Peyton Manning. Like, for one, I mean, this is a little bit Big Ben. Big Ben for the Steelers. Um, you know, he's talking about this potentially could be his last year. Those are, like, shocking things that I'm not going to be able to get used to because every year I see these same guys. These are my guys, you know. Seeing guys like Brady and Manning and Ben and, and uh, you know, uh, who else? I just Coach K on college basketball yeah. or – or LeBron James or Kobe and that and NBA, you know, those are those guys. Heck, even for me, WWE, I'm an Undertaker guy. Yeah, all I know. Way, yeah, and when Undertaker retired, I'm like, well, what should I watch it for? You know, like, them, them, that is what I grew up on. I don't, even, I don't even want to think about those days coming up. When, when it, you know, it's going to be tough for me when LeBron retires, bro. That's going to be yeah. – I don't know <laughs> what I'm going to do, man. That, that's going to be tough. Don't uh, worry. Think about it, bro. Don't you, yeah, even, don't worry. You'll have uh, you'll have Kevin Durant right there. Uh huh. Oh, no, I actually, actually take that back. You'll have Trey Young, Luka Doncic. Yeah, Luka all Doncic. Boys. We're in good hands, man. The NBA's in good. We are in good hands. We are. Um, and I did look it up. Yeah, that national championship was against Wisconsin. Wisconsin, as you can remember, um, that was the year they had Kaminsky, Frank the Tank. You know, he was good. Oh. Nigel Hayes, Sam Decker. So they had a solid squad. Nigel Hayes, yeah. what a name. He was good. Well, where has he been, man? Um, yes, he was good. He was an undrafted free agent, I remember. I can't remember who ended up yeah. getting him. But I was like, That's, that guy's going to be a steal. He's good. And no, nah, sure enough, good, I'm man. pretty sure he, he hung out in the G League and probably played some overseas ball. But, um, yeah. yeah, but Duke, like you said, all freshmen, Justice Winslow, Jaleel Okafor, Trey Jones, yeah. uh, Quinn Cook. I mean, uh, Cook. we got Matt Jones here. Uh, what's his name? Um um, Marshall Plumley, Grayson Allen, and then that's um, right, Grayson Allen, Jefferson, uh, Emil Jefferson. So they had a solid Emil, squad too, but it was all freshman, like you said, man. So um, definitely going to remember that. Uh, I'm just going to really remember um, Coach K just being a great. I, I think he was just a great leader, great mentor. Um, not only to the young men that played at Duke, but you know, you always heard these accounts. 
I don't know. I, I remember hearing a story um, about how he would kind of pay attention to not only just, you know, his players, but people in the crowd a little bit. And there was this one person that was going through a tough time in their life um, that he ended up, you know, giving them seats to some games and stuff like that. Just like the little stuff, because it can be so easy at that level to get wrapped up and, um, you know, all the bigger name things, but to forget the small stuff like that. But the fact that he could take time out of his day, um, you know, and, and put that energy into the little things like that, that to me, that's just what speaks volumes um, in itself. And, you know, it gives us a good role model to look after. Hopefully I can be like that, you know, where I can, you know, put that amount of attention and, and detail into things. Um, so that that's really how I'm going to remember him. Um, great coach. Obviously, Duke is, like you said, you, you put it out that Duke is perennially always in the championship conversation. It's year after year. You, you know Duke's going to be there. You know Duke is going to be there. Just like you said, North Carolina, Kansas, those big names, because we've grown to know those coaches and those universities, um, and they've made them powerhouses. So it, it's going to feel yeah. weird without them. Um, I know they were talking about the assistant coach maybe moving into that spot. I can't really remember the fellow's name at the moment, but – um, that's some big shoes to fill, bro. Whoever takes that on, that's going to be some big shoes to fill, man. Yeah, that's hard to do, man. That's hard yeah, to the, step the, up behind. The assistant coach they're talking about, he's the same one that got Zion to go to Duke. So um, they're, the hope is that he can be able to still recruit at that level and, you know, keep Duke at the top. So we'll, we'll see how it goes, man. We, we'll, we shall see. So um, on, on, a, on a other note, uh, NBA, we had some stuff go down. Let's just – you know, you know how when you just you have a, a deep wound, you know, you're hurting, man. There's something that, you know, you, you done got cut up pretty bad and you got the bandage, dude. I, I'm, I know I'm hurting right now, bro. And I'm just about to rip that bandage off, bro. I'm about to just rip it off. Uh, so let's just go ahead and knock it out, bro. I'm, I'm hurt. I'm still a little depressed at the last night's show. Let's get on. 30 point loss, 30 point loss to the Los Angeles Lakers. The Phoenix Suns absolutely tore them up. Like it was, it was too two flip sides of the coin, bro. You had Phoenix on one side, literally knocking down everything. And then the Lakers on the other side, just about missing everything, man. It was a rough night for the Lakers. Um, All credit to the Suns. It ain't even just that the Lakers did bad. The Suns did a really good job defensively and they did a good job offensively, but they played a well-rounded game. Devin Booker was that man. He was getting buckets wherever he wanted. Um, They just made that night really, really sucky for me they ruined that one pretty quick bro like we got off to a good little start there for the first couple minutes and then from there yeah when they went up when the lakers got that five point lead i bet she was like okay yeah i was like all right all right okay yeah psych psych let me tell you something look let me just go ahead and explain this now when i saw that second quarter and i saw the f by the L.A. Lakers. Let me let me just go ahead and tell you this one thing. Trash. The Phoenix Suns in the second quarter, thirty-two points to the Lakers, ten. It's pretty bad. Ten. It's pretty bad. It's actually. Really and guess bad. what? They only made three shots. Yeah. The other two were field goals. Uh, uh, free throws. Goal. Free throws. I know. I know. It was bad. Three shots. And they miss some free throws too in that process. So just to make matters worse. Look, oh my here. goodness. You can't <laughs> say nothing about refereeing because the free throw thing was 30 the point exact game. Same. You can't you can't blame referees on a 30-point game. You just played bad, bro. No, you just played you bad. You just played bad. None yeah. whatsoever. Both went 15 for 21. Actually, the Lakers did better on the three-point shot. You want to know why? 
because they shot less more because they couldn't do anything shooting regular shots. Oh, let, oh, don't let me let me get on somebody real quick. That yeah. boy Dennis Schroeder. Boy, thank yeah. God you left. Thank God you left the Clippers. Woo! Because guess what? Let me tell you something about Dennis Schroeder. Let me tell you something about Dennis Schroeder. That boy there was awful. Mm-hmm. Every time he took a shot, I would watch it with some friends. Every time he if took I, a shot, I said, let me, let me say, if I, if I had a freaking dollar for every time I seen Dennis Schroeder wind up like he's about to take a goddamn shot and then just, <laughs> and then just, and then just hold it, like, <laughs> oh my God. Like, dude, bro, is that? he, he, he does this and be like, yeah, he'll, he, <laughs> you know that little video of Carmelo where he got the ball at like a celebrity game and he comes out there and acts like he's going yes. to see him every time, he's bro. Right. Sure. <laughs> Suck, bro. And then if I had another dollar for every time Andre Drummond gets a tip but can't put the freaking ball in the basket. And basket, just, man. Nobody could do anything right just about. LeBron had just an okay game. I don't even know how much effort he was really putting. He, he did good from three. I think he went six for ten from three. So he did good right there. Um... If AD yeah, I'm back, this one, his numbers are skewed big time, bro. Yeah, they, they were skewed. Uh, obviously, yes, they were more of garbage. If you want to talk about garbage stats, yes, that was a LeBron garbage stat. Garbage time started in the not... second quarter, so yeah, yes, pretty much the whole game was garbage time. Yes, it did. So. Yes, it did. And LeBron James, uh, he only had seven points in that first half. I want people to remember that. Um, uh, Andre Drummond, he, he didn't do that. Shoulder go open on. Schroeder yeah. was a, just an abomination, man, yes. all the way around. Right. Uh, nobody else could help. Uh, I keep telling y'all, I keep asking the same question, you know, what y'all see out of guys like Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, he played I, but nothing. He didn't really play much. Wes Matthews, I ain't gonna lie to you, but I thought, when I seen y'all get Wes Matthews, I thought Wes Matthews was gonna be a big time piece. I thought he'd be an upgrade Lakers. over Danny Green. But Me too. Know, I, it's I, just I, something similar. better. I don't really yeah. know. I guess right now, if you want to call it, Danny, Danny Green has had a better year so far. But um, I, either way, I'm not really happy with either one of them, honestly. And, um, you know, looking at, look at the Suns, the Suns just played a great team game. Great game. Once again, playing a great team game. That's how they won the last time, playing yep. a great team game. Dennis Bo- – I mean, uh, Devin Booker, 30 points, seven, uh, seven rebounds, five assists. Chris Paul actually didn't even have a good game. Chris Paul only had nine point six assists and four rebounds. Did you see but, him? Did you see him reaggravate his injury or or at least act like he did? Yeah, I did see that. I did. I, you know, I think he's bluffing. I think he's bluffing because he was immediately. I don't know. He looked fine to me. He rides in pain. If this to get to a game seven, he'll be one of those guys to find with and drop twenty five points. Yeah, you know how Chris Paul is when it's when it's clutch time. Mm-hmm. Um, so. But he's – I mean, a lot to you. He's allowing Devin Booker really to handle all the weight. Uh, DeAndre Ayton uh, – I mean, Ayton right now, uh, man, you know, even with Anthony Davis out right now, he is controlling the boards, man. He's yep. doing what he needs to do. Uh, you know, nobody really scored like crazy besides Devin Booker. You yeah. know, their next best score was uh, Payne. Uh, Cameron Payne was 16. You know, they mm-hmm. just played a great team game. Literally, everybody on that team scored, except for the, a point guard named Carter. He had zero. Javon points. Carter, right. yeah. Javon Carter. But besides okay. him, literally every player on their team scored a point. So that's the complete game. Yep. Can't beat that. Got to give so, it to him, man. They played well. You know, the Sun just played a great game. The, qu- the real question is here: This is the the better team did win. 
and this is the this is the big question, man. Go ahead. With is, if AD doesn't play Game Six, it's done. It's what over. are the chances? Well, there you go. What are the chances Lakers win? I I mean, Zero. I know a lot of people talk about LeBron. You know, finding ways to will his team on when their backs against the wall. He's done it a lot of times in his he career. Has, but I don't. I, I don't think this it. stage of this career LeBron can do it. This LeBron is getting older. This LeBron is dealing with injuries. That was one of the things we used to talk about a lot with LeBron. He was durable. He, he was never – he never had that big injury, you know. And he don't have – not necessarily that big injury, but an injury that don't held him back a little bit. That groin, hammy, you know, stuff that hold him back here and there. And uh, no lie, man, I just – Anthony Davis had a strain left groin. And they when they said it was serious, strain left groin, man, that takes weeks. That's not days. That's that's not. Talking about this one. You talking about what he has? Right I'm now. talking the one Anthony Davis got. So one like right Anthony now, Davis the one he has right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they said it was a grade one kind of you know strain or whatever. And I don't know all the details to it. I heard that grade one is it, you could still do it. Grade two is like the four to six weeks, and then the grade three means you're just done for the season. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Um, but then again, I only know as much as I read on Twitter. So um, I'm I'm by no means an expert. If I had to guess, I said that Anthony Davis will play the next game. Um, and obviously after that. I, I'm about to say, I don't see him not playing. I, really yeah, I, I don't see him not he'll playing. He'll play. I think he'll be a 70% AD, but even a 70% AD is still a really good player. Um, by far better than any other player on the Lakers um, outside of LeBron James at that point. Um, but th- there's no chance they, they win this next game without him. I just, uh, from what I saw last game, I have zero hope. I have zero reason to believe that they will win a game without Anthony Davis playing. Cause it just, it's rough. It, it looked rough, bro. Like I said, it was a depressing and embarrassing effort. Um, did it just, it, that, that one was really, um, uh, <laughs> that one, that one really hurt me, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you. That one hurt. So I, I don't know where this one goes. Um, I want to still believe that they can win this in seven. I see people still out there predicting that. I'm just not getting my hopes up, man. I just I, this supporting yeah. cast has not played up to par, um, especially with what the expectation was going into the season. I remember I was up here, I was on the show talking about how Dennis Schroeder's an upgrade over Rondo. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you heard that Montrez is going to be good. I, I remember all that. I did. Yeah, so. and I was. I've been telling people a lot of a lot of things like this. A lot of guys going to these teams got to remember. Your role slightly step steps down when you go and play with LeBron, and then it comes. It goes down even a little bit more when you play with LeBron and Anthony Davis. Yeah, it's really hard to in sync. Like, for instance, look at Wes Matthews. We will remember his role he used to have on the Trailblazers. It was a little bit more, much more effective. Mm-hmm. Now he'll be being on the Lakers, barely getting much playing time as he used to. Sometimes it's hard to get in the sync. So when you get thrown in these situations, where okay, you got to play a little bit more time. What are you doing? Like, for instance, Mark, I understand Marcus Saul is obviously getting much older, but Marcus Saul isn't doing anything he used to do when he was on Memphis. No. I know no. it's not, not, even, not even that real, you know? He's at, but I'll give him this much. He actually has played decent this series outside of the fouls. He got into foul trouble really quickly this last game, but he actually hasn't been playing bad. I got to give him that. He's actually been playing decent defense. He can pop the open three. So, I, and then, of course, you know, he's got the the passing um I don't know, man. I just, really good, so. 
I don't know. And what about Kuzma? What are your thoughts on Kuzma? You know what I think about Kuzma? He's a bonehead, bro. I'm done with him. I'm, I've been done with Kuzma, bro. I, like, the thing is, I'm fine with them paying the money they paid him because now he's actually tradable. The longest thing, and you remember, Torres, I was telling you about this, the amount of money he was getting paid because he was still on that rookie contract, you couldn't trade him for anything because literally he was getting paid so little. If you wanted to trade him for somebody decent, you had to package somebody else in the deal to make it work. Now, if we want to get rid of him, we could put him with a pick or something and get something out of it. I saw a report earlier today that apparently they tried to trade Kuzma for um, Spencer Dinwiddie from the Nets at one point. Um, wow. But I don't know. So that's just me. I don't I don't know what to think, man. Honestly, I'm not getting my hopes up, like I said, because if I do, I'm just going to be sadly let down, I believe. So, um, yeah, we'll see how this one goes. Tomorrow we pick it back up. It's in L.A., I think Anthony Davis will be back. I'd like to believe they can win that one. And then it'll come down to game seven. And depending on who refs these games, that's another key factor here. Because if Scott Foster, bro, if Scott Foster is repping these games. Chris Paul or shooter man. You know, Chris, yeah. Hey, the league might have to call in the reinforcements of Scott Foster. <laughs> if Scott Foster <laughs> is <laughs> right now. And somebody brought this up too on Twitter. They said a, a playoffs without – um, LeBron James and Steph Curry is going to be a huge loss for the league. They they think a lot of people are going to tune out. So, you think I'm surprised? Do yeah, you think I'm surprised. Yeah. See, so, I mean, you think I'm the, the two biggest faces of the league knocked out that quick? It's not going to be good for viewership. It's not. Because let's be honest, who's turning on the TV to go and watch Joel and B? I, Who's turning on the TV to watch Giannis on the? Oh, yeah. I mean, cool. I'm not no, no, Nets, no. Nets and Bucks. Now that's must see TV. I will be watching the every Nets game and Bucks. They will. I watch every moment. A uh, Durant, Kyrie, and Horn on the same team is always much yeah. watch TV. I'm just saying, once these guys get more into the rim, I mean, yes, we are, we believe mm-hmm. the NBA is in great cares when a guy like LeBron leaves. Mm-hmm. But who is there to take that panel? Obviously, yes, we got Steph Curry. Obviously, yes, you got guys like Durant still right there. Mm-hmm. Trey Young, Luca, they're building up their name. You know, let's be mm-hmm. honest, NBA is just as much as a business as any other of those professional leagues, yeah. man. And they need a face. You know, what makes the NFL works all the time is their face is always winning, which is Tom yeah. Ray. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest, he's always winning. Mm-hmm. So the face of the NBA, which is LeBron James, him getting put out in the first round, knowing you got basically three more rounds left, semi-conference, and then the final. Yeah. And he ain't in either one. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be, it's gonna be tough. So yeah. it's gonna be there's gonna be a different scene if the Suns are able to pull this out. Well, you know, it wasn't all bad the other night, Torres, because you know, since they were getting blown out, it actually gave me more time to tune into the other game that was going on at that time. Oh, yeah. The other game <laughs> yeah. being really, really good. Uh, if you know what I'm talking about, you know, we had a huge matchup. We had a, a freaking great game, a heck of a freaking game. Trailblazers, Nuggets. This one went into double overtime. Damian Lillard had one of the games of the freaking century, bro. He went off. Y'all, if y'all didn't see this, the man dropped 55 points. Joker shot 17 of 24 from the field, 12 of 17 from three. And literally at the end of the game, the dude could not miss. Literally the guy guarding him, Austin Rivers, came out and said, it didn't matter what I did, one hand, two hands. He said the dude was making him even off the backboard. It was absolute – it was it was madness, bro. Did you get to check check it out? Dude, what do you mean did I get to check it out? What do you – dude, 
when that game was, I was so mad at my friends who, you know, their neighbors. Some I got some of my former football team here, and I was sitting there watching the game at their house, and I'm like, bro, turn off this Laker bullcrap. They said, oh, if LeBron gets hot. I was like, bro, yeah. the Lakers are not coming back. Turn on the game that's going on. No, I'll admit that, bro. It was done. Dude, they kept every time a shot was made for LA. Oh, here you go. They're yeah. getting hot. They're getting hot. Uh oh, the Suns called the time. You know, I said, you know what? I'm going to my house. I'm going to watch the game myself. And I did. And I'm glad I made that decision. Made a better choice. We still over there. They were still over there watching that Lakers game, hoping for some type of miracle while I was actually watching a game that was worth watching. Boy, Damian Lillard, it you reminded me a lot when you said Austin River said that. It reminded me a lot when Larry Bird said, Man, that it looked like golf had on basketball shorts, shooting yeah. that ball. Like when Michael Jordan dropped 63 in the garden, that's very similar to what Damian Lillard was doing against yeah. the Nuggets. Yeah. The man could not miss. Mm-hmm. The man was putting on phenomenal performances. The man was just going back. He broke the playoff record that was set by Clay. Um, with 11 threes, now he has 12. Damian Lillard shot 12. Crazy. 55 points, 10 assists, 6 rebounds. They would have won the game if one of his guys, who is the number two guy, would have played slightly better out of C.J. McCollum. C.J. McCollum with 7 for 22, uh, 2 for 8 from 3. Carmelo Anthony, man, gosh, 3 for 11. Like, if his key guys stepped up, they would have won the game. Yeah. You know? But he literally had to do – he had to do everything. You know, he had to do everything he had to do. And the key guys just to step up and get the win, to help him get the win like they should. But, man, it's sad because I hate watching performances like that, man. And the team lose. I really hate watching performances like that and seeing a team like the Portland Trailblazers uh, lose. I really wish – you know, at the beginning of these playoffs, I picked the Portland Trailblazers to win, uh, the, beat the Nuggets. That was my upset of the uh, first round. Mm-hmm. I can still see it. If they can at least happen. try to find a way to get to seven, it can still happen. But games like that become demoralizing, man. Mm-hmm. When I drop 55 and we still don't win, what more do I have left in another game? It, so, may, it makes you wonder about you know, the Stuff like that, man. It makes you wonder about, like, his future with that team because, like, how many times is he going to go through this where, you know, he plays with this team, he stays with the organization, he's doing what all these guys preach, you know, why, why don't we have loyalty anymore? Why don't, why don't one guy stay with the same team for his whole career and stuff like that? I mean, if it's just not working and the dude wants to win championships, I could see him, you know, wanting to leave. But I don't know if Dane's that kind of guy. I don't know if, he's, if he'll want to do that. I see him being – I mean, obviously we know the dude's competitive. So, I mean, you know he wants to win a championship at some point or another. He's yearning for that, bro. He do. He and yeah. I, can he legitimately even get there, though, with this? I don't think any of us really take the Trailblazers that serious. Yeah, they're fun to watch, and they've given us some great games. I remember, I mean, all those game winners he has, you know it's game time. And, you, you know, he's, he's had great performances, but ultimately what has been the result? It's been the same thing, just exits in the playoffs, you know? So, I mean, what's, yeah. what's the future like for Dane moving forward? Do you, could you see him leaving possibly? Could I see him leaving? He's one of those loyal guys, man. He reminds me a lot like Giannis. I don't think he will leave. I think he will stay loyal. I think he will say, I'm going to win me a championship here in Portland. Yeah. Um, as he get older, I think it's going to settle down in his mind. Um that I have to win a championship. I can go win a championship with another team. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the only way he gets let go of is if Portland trades him. I don't see I don't see Damian Lillard saying I want to leave. He he I, he got to understand that he is in the toughest conference, and what he's battling is not something that you can just battle with just CJ McCollum. Is CJ McCollum a great player? Bargon, yes, he's a great, really good player. Yeah, yeah. but you you he's either they got to get one more piece, or you got to let go of CJ and, and bring in another star, man. You got to bring another star. They, David Lillard, I mean, it's just the league now. You got to have two stars. Mm-hmm. He can't do it by himself, man. He no, can't. No. He can't. And, and you know, um, you know, and, and I guess we can't, you know, actually finish talking about this because, I mean, we have to highlight kind of what the other guy on the other end of the floor did. You know, um, Jokic, of course, our, you know. MVP. Soon to be MVP. Yeah, he ended up going off 38 points, nine assists, 11 rebounds. And by nine assists, I'm not just talking about your normal average everyday passes. I'm talking about – he put – there was one freaking pass. And if you were watching the game, you remember that that corner three that Paco Porter Jr. Uh, hit like toward the yes. end. Yes. Dude, that thing was so saucy, bro. He put some he yeah. put some magic on that pass. I don't know how he got it there that quick. That – I don't know, man. The way he did it, it was just over the fingertips of the defender. It was wild. Like that – pass is beautiful. Poetry in motion. I was, I was dumbfounded by it, man. So, um, we can't, we can't just say uh, everything about Dane. Um, Jokic had to step up here too, and he actually had some support. He had Monte Morris with 28 points and Michael Porter Jr. with 26. Um, but this series, we've already highlighted this. I told you, I think if this thing's going seven, I think very easily the next game against Portland, I think that Portland will rally back, they'll win it. I think this thing is going to go seven. I think it's written in the stars. Denver can't have a freaking series go where they can't make it somewhat interesting. They it would suck to be a Denver fan because you know you know your your butthole's puckered that whole game, that whole series. Yeah, <laughs> you, can never, yep. you can never count out that other team, bro. So um, never. I, I don't know, man. I still see this thing going seven. Um, and you said that too, right? Yes, yeah, seven. Um, I just see I see Portland winning that. I think Portland can get it. Yeah. But it's gonna be a really good it's gonna be a really good series, man. I'm really excited. Uh yeah. there's there's a lot of there's a lot of great man, a lot of these series are done, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean we can go on and highlight one real quick. Go I ahead. mean, we already knew what, what happened with the Nets and the Celtics. Dunzo. We knew what was gonna happen. Dunzo. We knew what was gonna happen. Uh Durant. Those just I'm boys just too much. One on them. I'm I'm still shocked they even got one. I thought it was- I am shocked about that, but it is what it is. It's the game. It's the it's the probably the series of the uh, year, Bucks versus Nets. I think that's gonna be a really exciting series. I'm excited to see it. You think it's gonna go past six, seven? I think it's gonna. Go I six, think it's going. It's going five, big man. You got the Nets I, winning in five, right? I got the Nets winning in five. Yes. I don't. Think I mean, I'm really, saying I don't think really they won't win. Game? I'm just saying you I can think. have a really, you can have a really good series in five games. It don't necessarily have, every game could be competitive. It don't necessarily mean the other team wasn't good. I'm just saying the Nets are just that good. Where if it came down to an edge it out game, I would have to give it to the Nets nearly every time, okay. just because of their star power. But right. I, I do have confidence the Bucks will win one game. I do have confidence in that. I've, but I've besides that, a few of them, and I think they could potentially win that. I think because here's my thing: Giannis is going to have an absolute field day, bro. Like Giannis, if we saw Tatum do what he did, if we saw Robert Williams have that game he did, like he is like a mix of the two, bro. I, I he is going to have an absolute field day because there's nobody. Just you got Blake Griffin playing the five. That and, and I've you you know I'll bring it out, man. 
finger looking good. That is that is only better. Hey, you tell me Durant ain't gonna match up on him. You telling me Durant is not gonna be on him? I don't know if I would do it. I, and here's why: we've seen how he's done with injuries this year. I don't know if they're going to push him to do that because here's the thing: they want to keep him healthy. If you put that much on him, where he's having to guard Giannis and be the offensive guy that he is, he's not getting any breaks. This is going. That's tough pickings. Giannis can stay healthy. On the other hand, we don't really know about Durant, man. If you're willing to risk it, if as Steve Nash, that's kind of on you. If you're willing to risk it, I just don't know if I would. I don't know if I would as a coach, knowing his health. Uh, I mean, you could. Okay, if you look at it for health reasons, I can, I get it. That's what I'm saying. But if I'm looking at it for the reasons of I can neutralize Giannis or I can play this game, let Giannis just score like he's crazy. Shut down everyone else. My three versus your big one. I could play that game too. That's what I'm talking about. It's just the offensive weaponry of the Nets that is just so brutal, man. It just – I understand Bucks is a really good defensive team. And they've played man, together all just, year. They've played together all year now. How many games have uh, the Nets played together actually? Like 16? Uh, that makes, I mean, chemistry makes a difference. Chemistry makes a difference. To me, that it makes does. a big difference, the defense and the offense. I, I don't know, man. If I have to pick, I, I would give the Bucks the edge. I think the Bucks will make it out of that series. Um, I don't know how confident I am. Obviously, I think this thing's going to go seven, so I think it could be as easy as a coin flip. I, I don't really overly – pick somebody over the other. I'm not as confident as you are in the Nets winning this thing, um, you know, as my Bucks pick. I think that this thing is going to come down to the wire. I think we'll see another thing similar to um, when Kawhi hit that that buzzer beater over oh, yeah, you're, 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 I, I think it's going to be wild, bro. I think it's going to be wild, and I think we're in for a good one. I'm so like, I'm so excited, man. I really am. This is going to be the best series. It's going to be the best series. No doubt. I love it. No I doubt. love it. I love it. So the hey, heights and Tyler, baby. The heights yeah. and Tyler. Yeah. So hey, last, last one in the East, real quick. Today, the 76ers and the Hawks both won. They're both moving on. Hawks bringing it home, baby. I'm lo- I love to see it. It's great to see. And then the 76ers, they were able to close it out without Embiid. Embiid got injured last game. Um, they said it's a slight meniscus tear, which really kind of worries me about the future there, man. Um, they said he could still Whoa. play, but I don't like the sound of that. I don't like the sound Y'all- of that. I've torn my meniscus. Don't believe that. Yes, you can still play, but, man, all it takes is one bad turn, man. He's going to feel it. He's going to have a knee brace on. I guarantee he's going to have a knee brace on. But, man, I know how that feels myself. Uh, that's, That's tough to play with. But in the advantage of the Atlanta Hawks, I would, I mean, necessarily not attack his knee, but attack him. He's going to be a little bit – he's going to be immobile. Attack him. Do you, you know, think that there's a scenario him. where they could sit Embiid and still win the series against Atlanta and have Embiid maybe back? For- no. No. I'm actually I'm actually on the no on that one. I just think with Atlanta, the confidence being built up, they just beat a, a tough New York Knicks team. Um, obviously, it wasn't – nobody thought New York Knicks were coming in, you know, making a lot of noise in the playoffs. But they beat a tough New York Knicks team, and they're in here – to make a name for themselves against Philly. Boy, I think Trey Young is trying to have a lot of things to prove. Uh, it's going to be a tough series, man. This is going to be a really good series here. That's, that's this, another this good one. The East? This is going to be a really good series. looking far more exciting than the West right now. I'm not even playing. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. Because I ain't going to lie to you, man. You know, while we sit here talking, uh, more than likely what is actually going to happen, Utah is going to win their game. Yeah. 
So Utah will be playing the winner of the Clippers and the Mavs, who are in a neck-and-neck game. So obviously after this show, we will know who is the winner, who has 3-2 lead. Mm -hmm. But, man, to be honest, you know, I really – the the West is is close in a lot of things, but I think once we get to the second round, we'll know more about who is what. Because mm-hmm. Utah playing Dallas or Clip, I, I don't know a lot to you. I truly believe the Dallas or the Clippers can beat Utah. I do. I really, I really do believe that they can. Um, I've just seen too especially, much from Memphis. Memphis had a lot of opportunity, but Mike Conley, um, he actually had to exit today's game with a hamstring injury. That's not. That's mm-hmm. no bueno. No bueno, bro. Hamstrings, hamstrings, mm. soft tissue injuries. We've talked about that in the yeah. show. Those things linger. He, I don't know if he'll be able to play the next series. So whoever wow. they play, um, they got they got a tough sledding now. Uh, Conley is very important to that team. Well, well, there you go. So we could be seeing a Dallas or LA Clippers in the Western Conference Finals against either. You know, we don't know. All mm-hmm. I know is these series are getting closer. Is getting down to the nitty-gritty parts of things. So right now, I'm really excited to see what everybody brings to the table. And we got a lot of great series, man. A lot of great series going on right now. And playoffs is doing exactly what we thought playoffs would do. Mm-hmm. You know, love playoffs. Probably besides the Lakers. Probably besides the Lakers. But everybody else, they're doing exactly what we thought. You're, you're eating this up. I know you're eating this up. And I, <laughs> you see me in my misery, bro. I know you do. Just like, I mean, you're getting your payback on me from last year right now, man. Oh, yes. You know I had to oh, give yes. it to you last year. See, bro. at least mine wasn't first hey, round. Least- but, but you know what? I think I might accept my defeat a little bit more uh, gentleman-like than you did. You were still you were still denying. You were like, you were like, Wait, well, they shouldn't have won. You know, like I was like, yeah, the, the Nuggets came back from being down 3-1. And you said, well, How many teams do you know come back down 15 points in back-to-back games? <laughs> still. That's what I'm saying. I'm in the fourth thing. Oh, that, that shouldn't have happened. You know, I – if they lose, they lose, bro. Unless it comes down to some crazy like call in one of these games, I might complain about something like that. They could happen because that stuff just can tick off anybody in any game. Um, but ultimately, so far from what I've seen, better team has been Phoenix. So I mean, I just got to give it to them. I really do. That yeah. like right now, right now, who knows what these next two games have to offer? We'll see. Um, but playoffs, like you said, playoffs are going well. Before we end this show, though. I know we got the um, the celebrity boxing matches this week. Who who, who do we got again, Torres? Lay it out for us. Well, Chad Ochocinco is fighting. I want y'all to understand that. He's going against a guy named Brian Maxwell. Um, Brian Maxwell is 0-3 as a uh, – he's 0-3 as a, uh, a bare-knuckle boxer. He has done some MMA, but uh, – Chad Ochocinco think he's going to walk in there and just beat this guy up easily. Um, Floyd Mayweather is going against Floyd Logan Paul. Um, Logan Paul has to weigh in at 190. Floyd has to weigh in at 160. All knockouts are allowed. Um, there will be no winner declared, but if somebody gets knocked out, I think that's obvious. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so, um, so, so even if somebody knocks somebody out, they're not going to declare him a winner. They're, they're fine. Come on. Look, if somebody gets, what I'm saying is they won't go through the formalities where they raise the arm or anything like that. Probably won't do that. They probably won't do that. But if somebody knocks somebody else out, I mean, it's obvious. It's, it, it's, it's obvious. obvious. Yeah. There's no way I see this fight. There's eight three minute rounds. There's no way I see this going all eight rounds. 
If it does, this is a disgrace. And this thing is going to sell millions of dollars right here. And people are falling for it. Yeah. Like, I, I, I don't. Everybody sees the joke within, but yet they still pay for it. Like, mm-hmm. why? Not you I'm not paying Jack Forty. Crack, crack streams. That's where I'm gonna be at. Oh, crack, <laughs> if I watch this, it, it's gonna be on crack streams. It, it will be used for me too. I'm not. I I'm not watching. I am not paying no fifty bucks for that bull crap. Why would? And if somebody is paying for it, I'm going over their house to watch. I ain't paying a lick. I ain't cash apping nobody. Nothing. Not a five. Not a three. Not a two oh one. Nope. I'll watch it on my own laptop. I'm not paying a single dime for this bull crap. And it's on a Sunday. Oh wow! So so obviously you got Floyd winning there. What about the Chad Ochocinco? They giving Chad Ochocinco a guy that has been knocked out before. So, uh, I don't know, man. I'll go uh, with the opponent. I'll go with the opponent. I'll go with Mayweather. I've been very adamant about the Mayweather. If if Mayweather wins, I've said it before. I'll say it again. The thing is staged. So whatever. If Logan wins, you say? Yeah, yeah. Probably the Paul guy wins, and it's staged. Yeah, it's staged. It's staged big time. Yeah. Uh, so, I think Chad Ocho is going to have a better showing than uh, Nate Robinson. So, give me Chad Ocho and give me uh, Floyd. All right. Well, you heard it here. Yeah, so the only one we're disagreeing with is the Chad Ochocinco one. I'll take the other guy just because he has some experience. Screw it. Why not? Take a shot on the guy. We'll see. Um, either way, I don't really care. I don't have no skin in the game, really. So I don't really care. Yeah, so, yeah. At the end of the day, I'm like you said, I'm not – I don't really care either. But um, anything else you want to wrap up here before we uh, we get this thing done? No, no, man. I'm really excited, man. Like, sports to keep going on, baby. So – you know, we're doing our thing, baby. I love it, man. I love it. Let's do it. Oh, yeah. So, guys, that's going to do it for us today. Thank you so much for listening in. Appreciate all the support. Continue to show up by following us over on Twitter at the TNT Podcast, over on Instagram at TT underscore podcast, um, and listening to us really anywhere podcasts are found, you know, Apple, um, Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify. Feel free to subscribe to us, leave us a review, all that good stuff. Give us those likes, shares, those, uh, you know, put us on your story, all that kind of good stuff. We're trying to grow here in 2021, so we would appreciate um, all the support we can get from you guys. Um, So thank you again for all of that, and as always, we will see you next time. Boom, boom.